0: Hello brother, I hope the message finds you well I was just thinking about our time, the old dear Hey
1: everybody, welcome to the 440 Guitar Podcast. I am your host today, Drill Powell. Thank you so much for tuning up. You can get the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and uh, anchor.fm forward slash 440. Uh, Be sure to follow the podcast as well on Instagram at the 440 Guitar Podcast to get updated on episodes coming out and to check out some really cool postings that I've done in the past and uh, potentially for ones that I would like to do in the future as well. And if you'd like to reach out to me uh, also when it comes to the podcast or what have you, something related to the 440, uh, feel free to send me an email either at uh, the440podcast at gmail.com or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash 440 and uh, leave me a voicemail. You can do that as well. Uh, so feel free to do that if you would like to do so. Uh, today I'm very excited. here. I'm uh, here with a very talented uh, songwriter, guitarist, musician all around. And I wanted to mention uh, this quote here. I want to say it's from the nprlive.org. It uh, says here, uh, the, this this powerhouse vocalist uh is the frontman guitarist and songwriter for Tulsa band Pilgrim. Uh his songs pair with his soulful lyrics and with a blend of rock, funk, country, and blues. Uh the 440 guitar podcast is excited to have uh Bo Roberson on the line uh with us. Uh Bo, how are you, sir?
0: <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing well and how are you?
1: I'm good I'm good you know it's crazy a blink of an eye it's you know one-third of the year is uh is over
0: (laughs) yeah oh yeah telling me you
1: know it's pretty wild just to kind of think about that um you know, but uh, you know, how've you know, as far as for just you know, the day in the life of a musician in twenty twenty one, how how have things been for you? You know, during the current state of affairs, and then just you know, working on uh, music and everything in this type of climate, is it is it do you notice it being a lot easier? You know, a lot easier to to, to kind of get back into the back into the the motions of you know making music again at this point of the year.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean. We we've been we had a an outlet here in Tulsa, you know, to to go and live stream uh, over the internet to 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 people and fans and things like that, and uh, in our community as well, without having anybody in there. And so doing that every once in a while, it, it, yeah, it kept the morale into uh, going into twenty twenty one and and hoping for a better, <laughs> a, a bigger. Uh, you know more shows right right yeah
1: because yeah (laughs) compared to none yeah exactly exactly yeah and then definitely i know that you know it's funny i was talking to another musician about this as far as like a lot of a lot of people had to try a lot of different things that they had never tried before. There's a lot of streaming type stuff, and then also a lot of teaching things of that nature too. So, yeah, you know, I know that the streaming thing was a pretty challenging thing for a lot of people. How, how did how did you guys feel, or how did you feel personally when when you you guys were doing streaming prior to getting the band back together?
0: I mean, it, it really. Uh, uh, we like I say, we were fortunate to have a um, a place that had already been doing that. Mm-hmm. Before any of this happened and had been kind of fine tuning it, yeah, so they can broadcast it over the internet and uh yeah we I, it, it was nice to have i i absolutely can't stand like i say i can't stand I just clam up when I get in front of a camera and so it was yeah, i tried to st- i tried to stay away from doing just the acoustic over the phone things like that and try to go with a better sound, i guess
1: you know yeah, through that live stream. Right, right. Yeah, I guess having the outlet and having everything put together definitely kind of helps cure those nerves. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't sway too much out of that. So I had was focused on raising my kid during this thing and <laughs> uh, just kind of put my head down and did that.
1: Yeah, yeah, very cool. So on the 440 Guitar Podcast, uh, we're really big on origin stories, how people got to where they are today. Um, so without further ado, a question I'd like to ask all my artists, you know, tell me about your, your earliest memories of uh, music.
0: Oh, wow. Um, I think, I think they uh, probably be uh, here in Tulsa they used to do uh, the Bluegrass Chili Bowl festival and mm. it was a big, <laughs> it was a big thing. and, and I, I, I think that was probably the first time I can remember watching live music was like Allison Krauss and Union Station and uh, you know, the Travel McCurry's McCurry, you know, Del McCurry and things like that. And I think that's probably my earliest live music experience.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. And then what was that? So, OK, wow. So for that experience, like, do you remember do you remember how you felt when you went to something like that? Because I know, obviously, you know, music exposure for the first time, especially live you know, I feel like it definitely does something to you as a uh, as someone who you know even prior to even playing an instrument, it's just something that can be very uh, uh, impactful. You know, do you remember your feelings when you were hearing that uh, that music?
0: Yeah, it was kind of a uh, it was kind of like uh, I don't know when you're a kid, you get to see what it's like when people can just be a community and like shut up and just listen to music, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and everybody having fun in those those regards but yeah yeah, it was it was impactful on me later on in my life you know going to it's what led me down the road of going to music festivals and things like that that kind of community within the community i don't know
1: it's Mm. it's like-minded people sure absolutely absolutely. did you have a lot of music played in the house uh, uh growing up
0: uh we we always had music playing um i have two older brothers who were eight and 10 years older than me. So oh, wow. it was a, yeah. They And they really got me into other stuff other than what mom and dad was listening to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it, we always had music playing in the house, always singing along. Nice.
1: Nice. Did you ever have the situation of, uh, oh, let me just uh, take this album from my brother's room. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I can
0: remember some uh tapes that i would i would steal back then like uh what was what was that a uh, snap i've got the power uh that, i remember that song i still play it for my kid now nice. it's hilarious yeah it's funny all the things that i play and i'm like oh you're gonna love this
1: <laughs> very cool do you, do you do you recall an artist where? It didn't just become music that you were, you know, passionate about or really liked. It became an artist that really helped inspire you to start, you know, getting involved yourself, being a vocalist and a musician. Was there an artist that did that for you? Or remember uh, one of the first artists that did that for you?
0: Oh, man. (laughs) That's a tough. uh, uh, I've always been into the band uh, War, Mm. and I was always into that kind of, that, random grooves they could always throw out at you and I think I really really started digging in with singer-songwriters and things of that nature you know being 14, 15 and (laughs) being sad and feeling isolated and uh, man some of the early David Gray recordings were some of my favorite Uh, like early like the first couple albums and then of course Aretha Franklin has always always got me on my feet nice always
1: nice Nice. Yeah, um, so when in transitioning into where you start um, learning an instrument for the first time, uh, do you remember the first time? Uh, whether it was a whether it was a, a guitar put in your hands, or if it was you know you starting to play the piano. What, what was your was your first instrument a, a guitar, or uh, when did you start kind of learning uh, learning instruments?
0: Well, we always had a piano in the house. Uh, my mom would. Uh, she played and sang in the church growing up and and she uh, she before I came along, she used to give lessons to the neighborhood kids and for extra money and but we always had a piano in the house growing up and nobody ever played it. It's like she just kind of stopped playing it. she went to a, a job you know it was <laughs> it's kind of funny, but for me it was uh really uh i my after my grandma died. Um, we went and <clears throat> cleaned her house out in Pampa, Texas. And I found an old guitar that she had. And mm. That's where it started. I think I was probably 14. Wow. And, you know, always been into music. Had friends who played it. And I was like, man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> and I had an older brother who he said who was around the music scene in college and stuff and uh, with some red dirt bands and things like that. And he was like, you know, just lock yourself in your room and don't worry about the chords, worry about the rhythm. And that's, that's what I do. I try to lock myself in my room and just bang it out and know that it's going to get better. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are wise words. I remember locking <laughs> myself in my room. My brother's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. Man. You, remember the, you remember the first song that you learned on guitar? Oh man. I'm trying to think.
0: <laughs> uh, I, that's tough for me. Cause I, 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 I kind of started out not to sound <laughs> egotistic. Anyway, uh, I just kind of started out within, I was dabbling in literature, you know, writing my own literature and poetry things, songs like that. Yeah. And so I really started trying to do my own stuff. I guess it would probably be a few David Gray tunes. And I remember <laughs> learning streets of Laredo because it was the only song my dad knew on guitar. And so anyway, yeah. uh, Yeah, I I would say some, some uh, probably Streets of Laredo was the first song I
1: ever learned.
0: I I don't, it's it's weird. Yeah.
1: and and i think i heard if i'm not mistaken you said that you also had some some kind of poetry that you written prior or you or you you wrote poetry in general and kind of incorporated that when you started learning as well so it seems. so what was, was some of the songs that you learned were maybe songs that you actually created yourself
0: yeah 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 i mean for the most the first ones yeah uh just trying to explore the avenue of creativity you know my i I grew up in a, 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 a competitive sport, you know, kind of household and uh, wrestled my whole life, played soccer, my whole, you know, always competitive with it. And so it was a great escape for me to, to just get away from all of that and to just focus on, I don't know, myself for a minute, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, you know, sometimes you're looking for an outlet, especially at that age, you always are true. And that was my, yeah, that was my outlet to try and create something, I guess. Nice.
1: Nice. Um, for singing, did that come later or were you kind of singing in the house growing up from the, you know, from the start essentially?
0: Oh, I would sing along, but you, you don't really, I don't know. I never, I didn't, I mean, I didn't find my voice until years after playing in the music scene. I don't think (laughs) even, you know, (laughs) constantly trying to be better and, trying to sing instead of yell sometimes you know it's just things you learn over time yeah uh how to really use your voice and uh yeah i'm not i'm not like a great singer or anything but it's it's fun and i (laughs) i like to do it on key (laughs) that's about yeah yeah yeah
1: um yeah i mean i think there is a uniqueness to your voice you know singing and i think I, i always find um I always find that to be something that connects me, you know, because there's so many, so many fantastic singers. And then the singers that, you know, I'll tell my wife, like, oh, I wish I had this person's voice. It's always someone's voice who just has a very, a very interesting uniqueness to it, whether it's a Jack White or it's Dan Arbach, you know, uh, Leon Bridges, you know,
0: I'm right there with you. I'm like a huge Bill Callahan fan, uh, uh, Silver Jews, you know, just kind of uh yeah, just I really like those voices <laughs> that are kind of monotone and mm-hmm. I don't know. Different from what I sing, but that's who I wish I could sound like. Good. Jesse Acock. Yeah. yeah. I love his voice, man. Yeah, yeah, great voice.
1: <laughs> um tell me about bit uh, do you recall like the first experience playing in a like your first your first band? How old were you when that when that happened?
0: Oh man, uh I mean, I would have to be in high school, right out of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, with I have a buddy who's a phenomenal songwriter and musician, uh, Wink Bertram here in Tulsa. And we grew up in Broken Arrow together. And he was a few years older than me. But we would, uh, we would meet at my house with a buddy of ours, Derek Goff and Brandon Smith. And... And we just started playing together, and it wasn't really a band, but me and Wink kind of, st- me, Wink, and Derek stuck it out, and I'll never forget we, had, yeah, playing in a coffee house. You know, everybody's first gig, I guess, <laughs> is is an open mic at a coffee house. Yeah, first paying gig was was a different story, but <laughs> yeah, that- <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, you know it's funny, it's funny how like the the open mic and things of that nature were it's always attached to to coffee for some reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. Cuz yeah, yeah, you don't have anywhere else to go, I guess, cuz you're not 21 yet.
1: Right. Right. That's very true. Yeah, I remember my first band experience, it was in it was it was in the alleyway next to the coffee
0: house. <laughs> there you go. That's every time it's something yeah. And it's it's the, you know, there, there's a lot of community to be had at those open mics though, whether you know, as you get older at a at a bar or or just at a coffee house when you're younger, there's 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 some things to learn from other people there. Absolutely. It's
1: fun. Absolutely. Man. Um so as far as for you know, uh, being a songwriter, I always find a great interest in that. One of my one of my really good friends, he he's a he's one of those songwriters where, you know, he wherever, whenever the, whenever the idea pops out, he's writing it down on the paper and now he has a stack of papers that he has to try to keep track of, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Um, I always find that type of uh, that type of mind to be very interesting. As far as for your, you know, style of of writing is it is it what do you think is one of the things that you've realized about yourself as a writer that's inspired you to write lyrics and, and everything? Is it, is it just kind of the everyday life experience or is it, you know, are you passionate about just like on various, you know, maybe it's various things going on that kind of uh, motivate you to write?
0: Um, uh, I, I, I definitely, as far as process, I like to, I like to write out, you know, three or four lines and just sit on them mm. for <laughs> forever. And, you know, g- g- try to say what I really want to say, mm. but I, 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 try to not be too wordy. And, uh, what I guess gets me to writing is, is, is I guess a lot of my stuff would be, uh, just, yeah, everyday life, just trying to get through, <laughs> uh, you know, addictions and struggle, you know, every- it's, yeah it's the same everywhere stress right yeah it can lead me to that, that can lead me to write quicker than anything
1: mm. stress yeah it's interesting because i i for um you know i feel like for stress for me sometimes sometimes it helps for me to get creative and then other times it feels like i just want to like curl in a ball and watch netflix for 10 hours
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so. and and you know I do, <laughs> I do that, but it, uh, you try to, you try, I'm like, I'm going to take an hour and I'm going to turn this into something else. And then I, whatever's bugging me and, uh, you know, it's usually, it's been kind of a f- form of therapy as it is for a lot of, uh, of people just to have, it's like almost having a journal, you know, I guess, uh, just an, a, a, an escape to write it down, to get it out. Even if you can't tell your partner what you're going through. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a place of, this is a safe space, you know? Mm, I, res- I think that's what's drawn me to it, you know? it's a, yeah,
1: yeah, I resonate with that. That makes a lot of sense to me, definitely. Um, I guess transitioning, I was curious just to talk about your, when it comes to guitars in the, in this entirety, whether it be electric or acoustic, um, you know, tell me about, as far as for, what are your, what are your do you have a type of favorite uh, brand that you, that you like to use. I know Taylor is a really big. Uh, it's kind of some of my favorite guitars, as far as for just like that mid, that like really just warm, warm resonance mids. You know, do you have a favorite type of uh, guitar or guitar equipment to use when you're when you're performing? Uh,
0: yeah. I I, I guess I recently I've I've always been kind of like in the past it's always been whatever mm-hmm. whatever I've got that's working. But I've had I've had a Taylor now for. I don't know, probably ten years. Oh wow! Uh, and it's the same way; it needs to work. But it was during that was whole era of them putting—they exp- might still be doing it—putting expression systems in there. Oh. And uh, I took that out, put a K and K mini, and I run it through a red eye and a DI box, uh, which is an analog. There are a lot of friends that I have use them in the bluegrass world, and they're always just well balanced and. I love that pedal. Uh, but no, I, you know, the guitar I want is not the guitar I have, I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that always, yeah. or if that's always the thing,
0: that was <laughs> the way, yeah,
1: like,
0: yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. My first guitar was a seagull. And then after that was a, is the tailor I have now. And, you know, it's just kind of the, the story for me. I've got, I got friends, you know, they go through guitars left and right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm constantly like, I'm just still trying to get familiar with this one. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I mainly play acoustic, and that's that's mostly what I I'm playing. So yeah, yeah, nice, nice.
1: So tell me about tell me about your uh your band that you're currently in. I don't know if you're in multiple. You probably are. I I'm I'm not sure, but I, I know definitely for the album that you know we're gonna talk about in a second. You know the band Pilgrim. Uh, tell me a little bit as far as like how you got acquainted with the band or how you guys got together. Uh,
0: honestly, I've known I've known them all for quite a while. Yeah. And uh, me, me and uh, me and Patty, the drummer, Patty Ryan. I've I mean we grew up playing soccer against each other, uh, and then later on in high school, me and his brother we wrestled together. In, in high school oh wow. uh yeah like my, my, my family's known his family for a long time and it was just like kind of out of high school he used to play in bands all through high school and i was always jealous i wish i could play music you know things like that you know just bedside musician doing it at home and uh but out of high school you know we got together i've played with him longer than i think any yeah i've played with him longer than any musician other than uh wink bircham so uh but yeah he uh, i've known him for a long time and Jesse uh was always in another duo and we used to swap gig you know all the time and I've been playing with Jesse for quite a long time as well hmm. uh yeah I've, I've known I've, I guess I've known them all for <laughs> a long time it's just one of those easy fits in Tulsa it's uh you know I'm I don't play in a whole bunch of other bands or anything really okay. uh, but all the guys that i play with do and you know you you can you can have a gig with three bands and have just three different front guys and everything you know know, all the backing being the same but sound different at the same time because a little different feel but uh yeah i've i've known them all for quite a while
1: Wow. So it sounds sounds like it was kind of like the super group that, that always should have happened.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a real comfortable fit. You know, you know, we all can sing on each other's songs uh, just out of just doing it for so long. Uh, And like, I think, yeah, John was kind of, John and Stephen Lee were two people that they're probably the, the, the new, the newest people I've played with in that band. And, uh, Man, it's great. Jesse and Stephen Lee together, it's quite a compliment. Those two are great. Nice. Nice. Nice.
1: Um, so I guess transitioning, you know, from, you know, the the band and and um, you know, going into your album. I guess before I go into your your album, I wanted to ask as far as for, you know, the way you guys write, is it is it one of those things where like, how, how do you guys write music? Is it something where it, it's just, you know, everyone kind of puts their two cents in? Or is it more of, like, an organized fashion as far as, like, oh, this person's writing, has an idea for this song, you know, we'll help collaborate around it. How, how do you guys usually, uh, uh you know, work on music create it?
0: Uh, I would say the process for us, a lot of, most of the time, I mean, is I write I write all the lyrics and, uh you know, the basic the basic chord structure and somewhat melodies. But, um, I mean, I completely, I love throwing my songs at those guys cause they, I could trust them. Implicitly they're, they're, they're creative and great at what they do and just they everybody kind of writes their own parts and how they feel. And, and I, I think they, they're just smart musicians. Nobody's going to overplay anything. So, uh, kind of throw it up on the wall practice it evolve you know we play it out kind of do live rehearsals yeah and play it out and see you know and everybody turn around be like that was a great line and you know guitar players like oh well then i guess i'll do yeah it's a slow i I don't know it's nothing's written out for anybody yeah it's it's a wide open i think you get the better the best stuff out of that
1: yeah yeah, I, I, that's that's very interesting and and definitely sounds relatable, especially when you're working with people that that you can trust. I I that that what you said there resonated with me because I, I feel like there it is a, it it is it does differentiate between you know a band where you have people that are just kind of sitting in and then you have a band where it's cohesive and there's this unspoken telepathy and everyone knows you know to. You know, to end on this or to do it a do it to yeah. change the here, you know. So uh that's a really special thing. That's what it sounds like.
0: I yeah, I I I absolutely love it. Uh yeah, playing here in Tulsa, you have to sometimes your drummers playing in another band across country. And so, you know, you have to hire somebody else. It's it's just that that trust of of uh not being afraid to get out of your own comfort zone cuz it might make you feel good too. Maybe the song should go that way, uh, you know? And and you you're like, "Oh, well, let me, you know, rethink this." And that's kind of how it goes for me. Not every time, but uh, you know, with some songs the process is never over, I guess. Mm, mm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even old songs that we've recorded, we do differently now because it's fun for us. I don't know. Illinois River, catch and release, never something to do. Overtook me a gust when it was blowing in an old memory.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so now, uh, you know, officially transitioning. I wanted to talk about uh, your guys's album that's playing to be coming out here pretty soon. Uh, the album titled uh, "No Offense, Never Mind, Sorry." Uh, and I had the chance to listen to it, which is very, very good. Very, I just, it's so, it feels very nostalgic too. You know, very nostalgic and, you know, maybe, you know, something where it's like, it's, this has been out for years. This has a very nice aged, very nice uh, tone to the, to, to the album. So well, congrats Thank on you. That. Thank you.
0: Yeah. 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 That's, it's playing it over and over. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I personally sing in the album. <laughs> you're like i'm sick of it but thank you so much (laughs) no exactly those guys that's what i'm saying those guys are such a they're such a fun team Mm. of a group of guys to work with they're i mean they're some of my best friends they're you know we talk about this am i hitting this wrong oh maybe this you know your honesty and honesty and trust man it goes a long way yeah there's no yeah a lot of bands fight about things nah
1: it's good. absolutely absolutely tell me about you know your guys's experience working on working on the album did you guys have songs here that you know have been uh you know maybe someone had this song in the tuck for the longest time and you know wanted to bring into the band or uh, what was that like as far as work you know putting songs together for the record
0: yeah because uh i mean i i play a bunch of acoustic shows out and stuff by myself and so there's some songs you just haven't you kind of think, oh, nobody's gonna to want to play on this, you know, this is not the one, and whatnot. But yeah, there was a, there was a, there was a few. Uh, and my good buddy Jesse, he was like, well, let me hear it. And uh, the, the last song of the album, "Rodeo Man." space based, based on the pop art. it's kind of a dark <laughs> dark song uh there's that one and then uh out of the touch which was an older one that we had recorded live like 10 13 years ago i don't know 15 years whatever i don't know how long it's been wow and uh kind of with a different band back then um uh, yeah it was uh, and patty was probably the only soul member still uh but we decided to record that, and I thought it came out great. Like and uh, Beautiful yeah, that's about the, the two that were kind of like, oh, I get a little self-conscious with, but and everybody else being fully on board and being <laughs> supportive and, and make it, yeah. And kicking, killing it. It's, it's yeah. So I'd say those two definitely. Very
1: nice. Very nice. Were there any records on the album that were really challenging to kind of put together? Um, or is this just the process kind of took longer than, than, you know, maybe than, than, uh, originally intended? Uh,
0: not, not really. You know, we play, we play you know there's a few overdubs and whatnot here and there uh but mainly we we play live every week together uh and and so taking that into the studio is is it makes the process you know playing live in the studio which is what we did is 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 a, it makes it a fun process and just easy you know what i mean even if you have to spend some time it's always vocals or one guy like no i got i gotta get this guitar part right you know and that's about the that's about the only uh yeah anything that was tough about it i guess yeah. it's pretty easy yeah jason's a engineer jason and zach those two guys they're so easy to work with and up for anything and ideas are never off the table
1: awesome wow wow tell me about the the title of the album had it's very interesting. You know, it seems like there's a story behind it. It was there any, uh, is there a story associated with the title of the, uh, of the album?
0: Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm constantly, uh, <laughs> I can sometimes have a problem with apologizing for things that don't need to be apologizing for you know? <laughs> just being like, Oh, sorry. And like, you don't need to say that. And, I had I had a line that I would say a lot, which was uh, I, I tried to start a conversation with my drummer, Patty, and I would be like, ah, no offense, never mind, sorry for wasting your time. And he just, we were thinking of an album title and he goes, you should call it no <laughs> offense, never mind, sorry, because you're constantly, it's just, it fits perfectly. I was like, ah. So I now I try not to say it ever since it's, it's going to be print, it's going to be printed and I I try to go out of my way to not apologize yeah. for nothing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, do, it, it's interesting how um, I find it really interesting as far as for or organic titles like that that come out and then magically it it, it ties together with this this collection of work. That you guys exactly. worked on, where you're like wow, I had no idea this was gonna be the you know the the name of this work you know, so that must be a really interesting experience it it kind of
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's a little uh uh cathartic in a way mm-hmm. i don't know it's 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 very uh you're like, oh I guess some of this album is totally about myself,
1: mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess you know <laughs> Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, uh, you too, is or ask you as well is you know, given that you guys have known, seems like you've known everyone for a really long time. Uh, in this band, a significant amount of time. Did you did you notice any like was there any type of growth amongst everyone that you realized uh, working on the album, or was it one of those things where it's like. It's You know, you just have people that you've known for a, a good portion of your life to make something really special. Was it just more kind of on that notion when it came to the experience of you guys being together? as a? Uh,
0: yeah, going to the studio, uh, you know, we play live a lot. And we, I, I, think, I think we're always kind of pushing each other. To, you know, everybody is trying to push themselves, each other to be better. Mm-hmm. But uh, just some... Some man, some of that guitar work um just came to flame, especially for Stephen Lee. Just uh he hit some some real home runs out of the park on the album, I thought. And uh and but you know, yeah, again, being close and knowing each other for a while, uh, you know what those guys, yeah, you know what everybody's capable of. (laughs) (laughs) it's it's fun to to fun to hear and play it, put it down. You know, yeah. There was some yeah, growth as far as that goes really uh knowing what we're the growth of being i guess uh going into the album knowing exactly what you want to play how you're going to play it and that sense of accomplishment i don't know Yeah, it's it's kind of yeah it's a nice feeling nice
1: nice and then also too i was curious to to pick your brain on you know you as a uh you know, musician, songwriter. How do you feel that? How do you feel that you've evolved as a musician? You know, being a songwriter, writing these, writing these lyrics, making these songs over the years. Do you feel like you've kind of evolved into a different type of musician, focusing on certain things?
0: Oh, uh, um, yeah. I think, I think he's. It start, I for me. It was instead of trying to fit into a genre, yeah. it was. Screw that. I don't give a shit about genres. I love it all. I want to, I want to, sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. On no, that. please do. <laughs> but, it, <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 freaking, I, I hate genre. I, I, I don't hate the, I know you have to put things in a box sometimes to sell it, but it's, it's, I, I really, I'm, I'm a big fan of such a diverse style, styles of music, like a lot of people are. And I, I, I think, i I guess I like to swerve all over the road and not stay in my lane <laughs> but It's uh yeah, I think I've evolved in like not not caring of what you know not trying to stay in one 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 place or another, but really experiencing take yourself there, take yourself somewhere new so it's 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 uh, yeah that's that's for me come a long way with that.
1: Yeah, I think I I I, uh, I like what you said there because I think think especially important, especially if it's a if it's a very natural thing, you know. It's not like you're trying to you're trying to be a part of you know you're trying to play this type of music. It's just no, I, I'm just playing music, and it made so happen to be inspired by X, Y, and Z because I listened to X, Y, and Z, you know, twenty exactly. thirty years ago. <laughs>
0: yeah. No. Definitely. And I I've, I know just because I have a little. Playing in my voice doesn't mean I don't like punk rock music, you know, and, and and metal and everything. It's it's uh yeah, I I've always been a big fan of bands who are like that, who like to to kinda hop around. It's it's refreshing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Well, I am looking forward to this album to be introduced to the world because I listen to it now. i a big fan of it personally. Uh, Bill Robertson, it's been a great pleasure speaking with you today, man. Thank you so much for being on the show.
0: Thank you so much, Gerald. I appreciate you as well.
1: Of course. Of course. Well, there you have it, folks. This is Gerald Powell from the 440 Guitar Podcast. We'll jam again soon and have a good day.
0: There's a scar across my heart and it shines like a light in the dark I felt the fire I saw spark